0: medhām me indro dadātum medhām devī saraswati medhām me asvināvu bhav ādhattvām puskarasrajāha āpyāyantum mamāgāni vāk prānaścacṣo srotra madhūvala mindriyāniśa sarvāniṁ sarvam brahmhaupaniṣadam māham brahmha-nirākūryām mā, Anirākara namastu. Anirākara namastu. Rādhāte yabhupan su dharma āha. Te māya santo. Om shānti 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 he. Saha na bhavatu, saha na saha viryam karavavah hai, te om shanti 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 hai, poornamada poornamidam, purana tu namodacyate puranasyapunamadaya puranameva vasishyate om shanti shanti shandehi lokas samasta sukhino bhavantu lokas samasta Sukhino bhavanto, loka Samasta sukhino bhavanto, om shanti, 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 hee. Happy fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and sisters. We have gathered on the very second day of the so-called new year, 2021. So the Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas continues to be, while we continue with our teachings, since the teachings are also intended to be, Merryful, cheerful, and joyful, not a kind of imposition or a kind of instruction, but a kind of joyful sharing. Today, being the very second day of the year 2021, I wish you all a very stable, steady and peaceful year to come, since we do not expect much or hope much in the context of the present health situation, economic situation, and social situation, besides the political situation, in every field there is crisis. That means in every field there is scope for inner initiation to overcome the outer crisis When there is a crisis, the inner man rises to meet the crisis. When the crisis is more than the ability of the inner man, the superman in us will rise. Please note, when we relate to objectivity, and remained affected by objectivity, we generally succumb to objective conditions, which are somewhat gloomy. But when the objective life is gloomy, there is a way to awaken the inner man with newer possibilities to meet the crisis that the outer man is facing. Normally man grows in crisis because the inner abilities are summoned and they are put together to solve a situation. When the inner man is also not finding it possible to meet the crisis with all his ability. The only scope that we have is to invoke the superman who is the divine in us. Not the superman of the movies. The superman (coughs) within oneself. The superman within oneself oneself is called Ishvara. He is also called the Christ. He is called the Master. The Master is there. We are there as souls. And we are also there as personalities. When personalities are in crisis, we try to summon the soul with all its ability to function in unison with personality. When the soul is also helpless to meet the crisis, the only way is to, the only resource is to open doors to the divine man in us who is also called the superman. So the superman, the soul, the personality are the divine and then the soul and personality. The divine is whom we call the universal soul, and we are a part of it as individual soul, and we have a personality. When the three fall in line with each other, we find the needed harmony in us. Harmony is generally found with soul and personality in agreement. But sometimes there are crises. In their crisis, the soul also feels very helpless. What can I do in spite of my best ability and my best efforts? And by implementing all the knowledge that I have, still I am in crisis. In their crisis, the recourse is to further align with the divine man in us whom we call the Master. These are the three points in us, the Master, the soul and the personality. So therefore we summon the intervention of the Master to take care of the soul and the personality. And as in the lives of saints, in crisis, The three become one, and then they are able to find solution for them and for the society at that time. So the discipleship is in two steps. To align the personality with the soul, and align the soul with the super soul. Normally we try to associate with the super soul as personality. But the personality, prayers, are not so much heard by the super-soul in us. There is a protocol. It is from the super-soul to the soul, and from soul to the personality. There is a communication system. So all communication is connected by soul either with personality or with the super-soul. So therefore we have to stay mostly as souls. We have to stay mostly as souls and then work with our personality in the local conditions, but be a soul. That's why Master Jarkul says in his writings, the discipleship is nothing but functioning as soul. When you function as soul, you are a, you function from a different understanding. If you function with your personality, then you have a different understanding. As personality, you distinguish between East and West, between German and French, between Europe and South America, South America versus North America, all differences and discriminations and dis- distinguishment is the field of personality. But when it comes to soul, it is beyond all these states of awareness. The soul is neither male, female, nor is it Indian, or European, or American, or Australian soul, is soul, and is the son of God. It is also the ray of the sun, which cannot be ascribed with any regional quality, or national identity, or the related language, etc., etc. So therefore one may function in a society, as a soul, we stand above the general understanding of personality and work and soul prevails and includes varieties of understanding. Only when you are, when you function as soul, you can understand the viewpoints. When you function as a personality, you are stuck with your own viewpoint each one thinks he is right because he sees only a dimension of the whole so personality doesn't help us to get to gain the comprehension of the whole personality is like being climbing the mount when you climb the mount you have some dimension and some understanding when you reach the peak you have a different understanding of the peak. The peak has many directions to reach it. All around 360 degrees, there are ways by which people keep mounting towards the peak. So when you are at the peak, your view is overview. When you are mounting the peak, you have a view which is a narrow view, which is called a viewpoint. Therefore, normally, as we function in the local conditions, we are affected by local conditions and we slip down into our personality. So from the personality you see many differences. But as soul, you do not see the differences. You see how it is all appearing different while, while it is one. It is one as many is understood by the soul, therefore, soul has better state of comprehension to relate to divine than personality. Personality has only a few dimensions relating to the divine, while the soul has a total comprehension of the divine. Therefore, divine relates comfortably more with the soul than with the personality. Therefore we, as humans, who are generally personality oriented, shall have to lift up ourselves to be souls. As many viewpoints we have, as many, uh, what you call, prejudices we have about others' way of doing, So much we are in personality. When you are a soul, you see that there is always another possibility of looking at things, but not one way of looking at things. So this is what gives harmony to the individual. An individual is at harmony when he is able to see the variety as the beauty of the Divine. When we see variety as difference, Different from what we do, we get into the differences and disagreements. But when we overcome, from being a personality to a soul, you see the variety of manifestation and then the beauty of manifestation. If there are five persons at home, each one has different dimensions. When you over you see that there is a variety of manifestation of the soul through personality. Otherwise, we see only with our personality and see that the others are, they are a difference. They are doing mistakes and all kinds of things. And we form our own opinions and we form our own judgments. Likewise, the humans form so many opinions about Americans, about South Americans, about Europeans, about Chinese, about Indians, about New Zealanders, about the Africans, about the aboriginals, a wow, variety of opinions. But we forget that we are all from the same human family. When we see the oneness, We stand up to the awareness of the soul. When we see the differences, we take position into our own personality and therefore suffer. When we are not harmonious in ourselves, the work that we produce also does not carry harmony. Because whatever we do, we bring in our personality into our work. So this personality jumps much before the soul, the wisdom, the the wisdom of the soul is put to action because the personality is hyperactive while the soul is based on poise. Soul functions through poise. Personality functions either through inertia or hyperactivity. So either it does things late or it does too early and is never on time. But when it is a soul quality, it functions with its own space and do things generally right. That's where we see in scriptures variety of personalities around a wise man. And the wise man is always wise enough to say the last word, while others are too hasty to speak, and express their view. Therefore, wiser we are when we are able to wait, when we are able to tolerate, when we are able to forbear, and when we are able to be patient enough. This patience, tolerance, forbearance, which look to be very irritating words to very civilized minds, But they are the true strengths of the soul. So once the soul gains this ability, it is at harmony with itself. When it is at harmony with itself, it can be in harmony with the surroundings. When you are at harmony with yourself, the harmony transmits into the surroundings. And the surroundings are also harmonious. If you step into some house, sometimes you feel that you are disturbed by the very energies of the house. There, there is too much of a hyper energy in the house, you feel better if you step out of the house than when you step into the house. There are houses into which we step in and then we feel very comfortable. Temples, mosques and churches are considered to be base places where we step in, we are invited by the energy of harmony. But it is not so these days because these temples, churches and mosques, they are full of hyperactivity and there is too much of gold, too much of ornament, too much of activity of the priest and there is not much of a peace within, and there is no harmony at all, and not even symmetry sometimes. Where there is symmetry, there there is harmony. Where there is no symmetry, there is no harmony. So symmetry and harmony are the fundamental qualities of the soul. So in some houses when we step in, we feel comfortable. In some houses, when we step in, we feel like stepping out as early as possible. Why? Because the quality of activity that is conducted in a house establishes certain energies. Everything around, it is full of either hypo- or hyper-energy, and you are not at comfort. But with a man who is in harmony... His very form is in harmony. He is in harmony because there and therefore his entire form stays in harmony. And the way he lives, when you go to his simple residence, it gives harmony. And even the things and articles that are at home, they also give that kind of harmonious uh, impression to the visitor. That's how we need to build this kind of harmony in and around and generally be harmonious. This harmony is the best station or position from which you can relate to personality on one side and to the soul on the other side. It's a facility. One way you can connect to the super soul in you. Other way, you can connect to the personality in you. It is like you are the middle brother who has good access to your elder brother. You also have a good access to your younger brother. The personality is born out of you. You can call it as your son. You are born out of the super-soul, so you are a son to the super-soul. You can also see as the state of son Father and then again your son. That we can see. Our elder brother and yourself and younger brother. Remember that we are three in one but not just one. Because the personality engulfs the soul and the soul engulfs the super soul. One has the <laughs> ability to engulf the other. So when this it should be the other way, the super soul engulfs the soul, then it is called the state of surrender. And then the soul engulfs the personality. Should be the other way. But normally in the case of an educated, average, modern man, it is personality that engulfs the soul and the soul is engulfed by is engulfed by the personality and the personality also engulfs the super soul. Only it prevails. That's why the scriptures first tell us, alert us that we are not one, but we are two in one. Meaning the inner man and the outer man. The inner man has certain purposes. The outer man has certain other purposes. We have to find a synchronization between the purposes of the inner man and the outer man. Slowly as we progress, aligning the inner man with the outer man, we are also told that within the inner man there is also the superman. So that's how we slowly find we are not just uh, two in one, we are three in one. The father is with us, we are there. And our personality is there as our son. So we seek cooperation from our personality and we align with the super-soul in us. We as souls have to align align with the super-soul and then conduct with our personality in friendliness. This is how, in a very simple way, the threefold wisdom can be given. The first is the super-soul or the spirit, the second is the soul which keeps on taking birth and goes through the cycle of birth and deaths, and then there is the personality which we build every time to function in the outer life through this incarnation. These three have to be first recognized and they have to be kept in alignment, that I am one in three, I am three in one, I am divine, essentially, and I am born out of the divine as the Son of God, and I have a personality to conduct. That's how we say, Atma, Buddhi, Manas. This is the threefold dimension of man. There is the spiritual man... There is the man and there is the worldly man. These three have to be in tune, in alignment. We try to set our personality to a training so that it aligns with the soul. And then the soul itself has to align with the super soul within himself. That's why we are given three essential dimensions the head, the upper torso, and the lower torso. Within the lower torso the personality functions. In the upper torso the soul functions. In the head the super-soul functions. So super-soul, soul and personality have to be attuned to each other. That's why we have to conduct a, a practice of alignment more than prayers. A practice of alignment, to set the things right. In the childhood, we are given some blocks, and we are asked to work with these blocks to build a structure. So when the three blocks are in alignment, we can build a tower. Otherwise, the tower does not happen. So three blocks like that, we have the head, the upper torso, and the lower torso which is but the three states of one, of which whom we call the divine man. His product is the human, and then the human has a personality. The personality activity is limited to the three centers, which are below the diaphragm. The human activity is in the field of the upper also, where you have the heart, and the throat center, and the divine activity is again in the hands of two centers, namely the brow center or ajna center and the head center. So the head is divine according to Veda. The heart area is completely humane, full of love and compassion towards fellow beings. And then that which is below the diaphragm is the beast in you, which you have to regulate. A centaur is nothing but a human and a beast together. A man is an evolution of our centaur, where, is, where there is the divinity in man. So we need to align these three every day. Prayers have to be gradually replaced by the practices of alignment, which is called meditation. If you see the writings of Madame Blavatsky, she does not believe so much in prayers. She writes in her theosophy writings that we theosophists we do not believe in prayers. We believe in aligning in aligning with this super soul or super energy by aligning with the planetary the energy by aligning with the the seven planets around us, to align with the solar system, to align with the central system, to align with the cosmic system, enables the energies to be experienced at all levels by mere prayers, without alignment. Nothing is communicated and nothing is received as communication. It remains an emotional affair which say one's own illusions and hallucinations. When you align from one side to the other side, you have a see-through situation from one plane to the other plane. So the whole activity is nothing but alignment. And therefore prayers should gradually be replaced. Worship should be gradually replaced with alignment. Alignment with the head by the heart, and alignment of the heart with the solar plexus. Such an alignment does much better than prayers. When such alignment happens, harmony prevails. When harmony prevails, your activity as you conduct in the society would also be harmonious and orderly. Otherwise, it cannot be an orderly manifestation of something which is in the air. The the akasha around you contains many opportunities. The other name for akasha in Sanskrit is avakasha, meaning it regularly causes descent of ideas. The sky that we know, the blue sky, it regularly offers showers, very, very maiden and virgin ideas, and an an aligned person, is able to catch up to them. And then he will try his best to manifest it with the help of his upper torso and the lower torso. That's how the work has to be done. Therefore, the ability to be harmonious, the key to that is alignment. And then once the alignment happens, the ability to work improves in all dimensions. That's why great ones, before they have manifested any activity, they went into finance, they went into alignment, they went into meditation. After due meditation and alignment, when the ability is received within themselves, they conducted the work outside. See, Moses did lot of penance before he has come down into Egypt and caused freedom to the Israelis. Jesus did lot of pre- alignment activity for about 40 days on the Mount of Temptation before he embarked upon the activity. After every activity, He was withdrawing himself into a kind of loneliness and meditated, aligned, and came out and did a healing work or a teaching work or a work of reformation. Alignment is very important. When you are aligned, you are strong. When you are aligned, you are able to deliver work. When you are not aligned... You deliver work which is of personality, nature, which is full of conflicts, which doesn't have much longevity, it dies before you. Many activities which people commence, they see their death also, even during their lifetime. And many activities die along with them. But there are activities which continue for cycles of time. Because they have been received from immortal circles. An immortal idea when it passes through the soul along with the infused personality, such an activity stands for long cycles to come. That's how there are activities of the human related to past yugas. They continue to exist because those were carried out by great seers. And there are also activities done by people who are of lesser understanding, lesser ability. They remain forever held and they die. Therefore, we should make sure that as disciples, we give much importance to daily alignment of the three in us, instead of jumping into activity without alignment. <coughs> Every theology, demands that we align before we act. Even the machines that we use, we set them in alignment before we start using them. So also the human machine shall have to be set in order before it is put put to use. So therefore, the first step which I wish to give you in the new year, year is find harmony between yourself as personality, as soul, and the super soul from which we have come down. And it happens only through meaningful activity of alignment. That is what is called meditation, that you relate to the principle of awareness in you with the help of the principle of prana, and stay aligned with that awareness, as it functions around you and in you. There, thereby, you receive what is to be done, how it is to be done. The know-how will come. Once the know-how is with you, then you are able to find the harmony at work. The second dimension which I would like to tell you is to find as far as possible Same rhythm, meaning the, a constant vibration with you. That means your movement has certain degree of piety, certain degree of poise, certain degree of gait, that you are always in the same uniform speed. There is no over-speeding while you are in activity. And there is no under speeding while you are in activity. Your speech also flows, not with a high tone for some time and a low tone for some time. It's like a flowing stream. The speech also throughout the day maintains the same rhythm and same vibration and same tone. A speech which is in the Fourth tone is said to be the best speech, because it is the middle tone among the seven tones. Fourth tone is the middle tone. When you ball out, the tone will be higher. When you speak out in weakness, the tone will be in the lower dimension. So ensure that your tone is maintained And your vibration, which is expressed through your movements, is also given a a kind of vibration that it is almost consistent and constant, that you do not vibrate excessively for some time and you do not vibrate inadequately for some time. There should be no up and down in your vibratory curve, it has to be at its minimum. Maintaining constant and consistent vibration is possible only when we have harmony and then we set a rhythm to the day. The third step is setting rhythm to the day. That means you shall have to know for yourself The Generally, what you do, at which hour? At which hour, what is done? When do you get up? There has to be a a methodology in it. Fifty minutes, this way, that way, you should be able to get up. When do you get ready? When do you have your prayers? When do you have your breakfast? When are you available? For work with yourself and work with the surroundings. When do you have your lunch? <coughs> the daily the daily routine shall have to get into a rhythm plus or minus fifteen minutes. It need not be too rigid. It need not be military-like. A military-like discipline you, you get very quickly monotonous, boring, and you feel fatigue. But within a margin of fifteen minutes, if you set your day, that would give you enough energies to function in a harmonious manner. They are all interconnected. Harmonious functioning, and then constant vibration, consistent vibration, And rhythm, these three, they belong almost to seventh ray. While the harmony belongs to second ray, the rhythm and the consistency of vibration, they belong to seventh ray. It has to be so. The planets are functioning like that. The sun rays come to us in that manner. The planetary rays come to us in that manner. The planet itself conducts itself, conducts in rhythm and in harmony and in a consistent vibration and is generally harmonious by itself. Except that when we disturb its rhythm and its harmony, it feels painful and complains to Devas. We are capable of causing pain to our planet Earth, which we are learning not to do anymore. These are some essential dimensions uh, in Aquarian Age to move forward. Firstly, how harmonious are we with us and with our surroundings? Secondly, how good are we with our rhythms? Thirdly, how good is our vibration? Do we feel fatigue? Sometimes, do you feel hilarious sometimes? Do we feel a bit depressed sometimes? And feel very, very happy sometimes? The ups and downs in our vibrations are all measured. Instruments need not be there, but there are called lipikas in the, in the space around. The lipikas are called the scribes. They keep note of your activity on a daily basis, and submit records to the Master whom you follow. This is how... This is how Johanna works. This is how Evelyn works. This is how Krishna works. This is how Dona works. This is how Brigitte works. All this is records are kept. This we know from the... The scriptures, whom we call the Lipikas, and Madame Blavatsky has given this information through, its heart, through her books, that there are Akashic records which are kept with respect to each one of us in relation to these qualities. So therefore, when we are, we have, when we set a goal and work with it, slowly these uh, rhythms These vibrations and this harmony will be more and more established in us. A person who doesn't have a goal cannot generally gain these abilities. A person who sets a goal for himself, there has to be a goal for our daily life besides maintaining this body. On one side, we keep on maintaining this body and on the other side, we have to fulfill certain goals in life. Goals which mean something to the surrounding society. Which means something to the surrounding society. Some kind of goal has to be there. See, a goal to serve the society in one way or other. A goal, a goal to serve the members of the society, which include plant and animal besides human. A goal to keep the five elements clean is also a service. A goal to teach rhythm and harmony to children. A goal to impart education in relation to the science of vibrations the vibration is a science by itself it's one of the greatest sciences which corona demands these days because each article that you that you touch has its vibration so you try to touch as many as as little articles as possible in your daily activity why should you touch anything and everything because every article has its own vibration, which are, which is different from yours. <clears throat> so when you touch the articles, how clean they are, what kind of energy they carry, how harmonious are these articles? Depends. Therefore, you shall have to make sure that you bring in the sense of touch into your life, that don't touch. Anything and everything. Having touched something, cleaning your hands, has been an old habit in all monasteries. Now it has become an essential aspect of corona, that whatever you touch, you sanitize your hands. Isn't it? But if you see the books of Master Jalkul, he says, you try to clean your hands and even clean your eyes every now and then, Varakasadana, what do you You clean your hands and even you clean your eyes after every act because that would be useful to bring in fresh energies and water does great service. So when you water, with water when you clean your hands, with water you clean your eyes you are fresh cleaning your face you may you become fresh so likewise in the old system the concept of touch was given greater importance no one was touching the other except in very very familiar conditions because within a family it is almost the same set of vibrations that prevails Outside the family, when you touch someone, they carry different vibrations. So there will be a mix-up of vibrations. Therefore, in the East, they have varieties of methods. They do like this, they do like this, they do like this, and do not touch others for nothing. If you see the Buddhistic monks, when you offer something to them, they have a bowl of water in which you have to set your things. They collect from the water, clean it, and then use it for themselves. Likewise, in olden traditions in our houses, the clothing that we use for outer purposes, we do not mix them up, mix them up with the inner clothing. The garments that we wear outside are different from the garments we use inside. The shoes and chapas that we use outside, we do not use inside. They are all kept separate only for the reason of the science of vibration. <coughs> because the city or the society, it has a different vibration. Your house, you build vibration with your energy, with your rhythms, with your practices of invocations, with your practices of alignment. Within the house you build your own rhythms. Therefore, when a guest comes, there is a place where the guest sits, is not allowed to get everywhere into the house. Therefore, we also have a separate a toilet for the guest at the, in the frontal side of the house itself. So many systems we have trespassed and we have mixed up and therefore the nature has brought us The sense of touch once again, the sense of touch once again, through corona, that we shall have to be discreet about what we touch. Now even a child washes its hands after it touches something and then it hesitates before it touches anything. It hesitates to touch anything new before it... eh? accepts it. It is becoming a new habit now, which are necessary when we know the science of vibration. So we have to find this vibration and we have to relate with uh, with those who have similar vibration. See in a group we have similar, mostly similar vibration. The family is a natural group where we have similar vibration, but if the habits in the house, they distinctly vary from each other, then they didn't, they tend to live separated. So therefore the natural uh, agreeability of a vibration is generally in a house, in a family. And also the vibration is generally the same within the family that we build, are within a group that we build. Within the group also, only those who have the right sense of goal. It is the goal that brings us together. We all wish to join the hierarchy. That is our goal. I hope so. That all of us would like to join the hierarchy, improving our abilities and working eternally, for the benefit of beings on the planet, eh? joining forces with the masters of wisdom. It's a goal by itself. So all those who have set such a goal would, would generally gain similar vibration. They can form into a group and then there is a groupal vibration. That group has a special vibration, you see. Every group has its special vibration again. A group in Spain, a group from Germany, a group from Venezuela, necessarily they have different vibration. But we do meet because there is also a common vibration between us. The common vibration is the master. The common vibration is the rhythm. The common vibration is service. So where there is some uniform vibration, there we all tend to join each other In in an agreeable manner, through vibration, that's how a vibration becomes, leads you to build a group of vibration. Goal becomes necessary, purpose becomes necessary. What for do we meet every week? Is it to eat ice creams? Or is it to eat some pizzas? Or is it to eat... Is it to have some coffee and cake? I can never forget the afternoon coffee and cake that I have eaten in the house of Doris and Gunter. At all times without fail, by about 4.30, we used to have cake and coffee, coffee and cake. We had many other good things also, but we forget all other good things and only remember the cake of Doris and coffee of Gunter. That would be really awesome, (coughs) isn't it? So we have all been meeting for over thirty-six years with a common goal. We built a common vibration. We have also set a common rhythm. So we should be able to feel the harmony of the group. To me it's a great joy to meet you all once a week, more than the teaching. Teaching is always, it comes by itself. I am not these days so much worried as to what to teach. But I have people who want to see me. It's a beautiful thing that there are so many people who want to see me. And there are so many people whom I want to see. So we are all together for every Saturday. What a gift it is. We have achieved that kind of a harmony that we meet each other on a virtual basis and have a nice smile at each other besides a little teaching that happens which is always new. Isn't it? The teaching is abundant and is boundless. So you can pick up any little concept from the teaching and then keep on speaking for an hour. It's not a big task. What is important is the communion that we have through this teaching. From ancient most times it is said, the best way for a teacher and student to meet is teaching. So through the teaching we are able to meet and we are able to experience each other's energy. And then we build a a synthesis of all our energy which includes a common vibration, a a set rhythm and then the related harmony, setting up a goal which we have already known. And then the last step which I wish to give you is, we should tend to be as impersonal as possible. Our tending to be impersonal is the final step in relation to group progress. Normally we all have Individuality which we sacrifice gradually when we build groups. Individuals when they come together, they gradually lose their individuality in the group, but they carry their personality. So the personality from to time, from time to time it shows up. So we are also learning to overcome our personality and present the work beyond the personality. It's no more that the personality is projected, but the work is projected. Isn't it? So much work is happening today because people are projecting work more than their personality. To project personality through work is to be like an adolescent. An adolescent or a youthful one would like to promote himself also along with the work. A matured one, he projects only the work, but not the personality. A kid projects only personality and not much work. Little work, more personality is the characteristic of a kid. Work and personality is the characteristic of an adolescent. A mature one projects more the work than the personality, that's where slowly impersonality gets in. When you tend to be impersonal, your ability to mix, to, 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 what I say, integrate into the group becomes easier. If people are unable to find their integration into a group, it's only because they have too strong a personality. Therefore, from time to time, they keep away from the group because they would Their personality does not allow them to integrate with the group. They stay separate and they are not integrated. They are not one among all. They want to be separate, separately identified. So that's where we have a difficulty in the final step of a group initiation. Today's talk is a dedication to group initiation. Group initiation demands impersonality at work. Work is projected all over, but not the personality. Another dimension is unity of the goal. We all have one goal, to work for the hierarchy for for eternity. The third dimension is a a, a somewhat common vibration as between us. When I look to Mikvel or Rosa, I feel so much of fraternity. With anyone that I look to, the same vibration you feel such a fraternal relation that love finds no limit. So this happens due to the common vibration that we have gained. For that we have adapted to a common rhythm. The fourth dimension is common rhythm. This common rhythm enables us to group well. And the fifth dimension is harmony. So harmony, common rhythm, and uh, similar vibration, impersonality, and then walking towards one goal of building bridge between humanity and hierarchy. These are the five dimensions which will enable a groupal initiation to happen. When the groupal initiation happens, We have a beautiful situation that we develop a karmic, groupic, a karmic, groupal, long-standing karma. A karmic, groupal, long-standing karma, meaning we continue to be together even in future, future incarnations. Most of us that I have met all over the globe, They were connected earlier with the work of Blavatsky. Some of them were connected with the work of Bailey. They have all come again in different forms into the work of the World Teacher Trust. And we continue to work and we move forward as a wave, as a group fulfilling the purposes of hierarchy. Because we are together and we make a groupal movement and a groupal progress. And that's where groupal initiations are possible, which is very important because until recently people had only individual initiations, individuals, individual liberation. But now with Aquarian age, it's no more individual, it is all groupal. In working with the group,